Hi everyone, I'm Allison Ramsey with the Empire Life Podcast and today we are with Michelle Lewis. She's our special guest. She is the founder of Visibility Vixen and she is launching the most epic new book called Publicity Jumpstart. It's amazing and you got to check it out. It's coming out soon. We are a tech and digital marketing company. We help entrepreneurs and influencers to launch their online empires and guide them through launching their own online empires and Empire Life Academy. And I'll hand it over to Michelle Lewis to intro herself a little bit more. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show and wherever you are listening, I hope you are having an awesome day. Um, my name is Michelle. I'm the founder of Visibility Vixen and what I do is I specialize in helping established entrepreneurs skyrocket their visibility, launch their unique show strategy and start landing press for their brand through Hollywood techniques. So I specialize in a lot of the confusing aspects behind visibility and press and I'm so excited to be here with you today to help demystify some of that process. Yes, that is so needed. It's like all the PR is either out of LA or out of New York. And if you're not, if you're not familiar with those, you're losing out in, in, in my opinion. And you're right. It needs to be de demystified. So you don't feel like, well, from what I've seen, you need to pay between five and 10 K to work with a lot of these are or probably even more than that. At I know least, at like least, yeah. Gary, Gary V I think he's 30 K for his lowest, for his lowest program a month and our arts 50. I, I can't remember exactly. And he's based in New York, but he's like, he's going to ultimately blow your company out of the water. And with the mm -hmm. PR, so to hop into this, and, I, and you said with the publicity jumpstart, it's 10 ways to get your brand in the press. Can you go over like the top three ways? And I'm in, we're definitely don't uh, give all the 10 ways because they're going to get the book. I like the top three that you would definitely suggest for someone to start immediately. Sure. So yeah, publicity can feel very overwhelming, very mystifying where you're like, yeah, I, I feel like I need to have, you know, I need to be making this much or I need to have this much credibility to my brand. I mean, I've met millionaires who are still struggling their service-based businesses and they still feel like they're not ready to tackle publicity. So you're not alone in feeling this problem. And it's something that I didn't know anything about either. I come from a Hollywood background. And so I knew what it would take to get a movie or an actor publicity. But when it came to running my own online business, I'm like, that's never going to happen. So this this is something I had to learn just as much as you are learning it now. In terms of some of the strategies, it really depends on what stage your business is in. And yes, you can get um, press no matter what stage, but the strategies are going to be a little bit more different. So for people that are in the newer stage of their business, then the step that they're going to be focusing on the most is getting everything cohesive in their brand so that they become recognizable. This is one of the first things that I did, and I'm so glad that I did that because I can't tell you how many times either a friend has been talking to a friend of a friend or whatever, and they're getting interviewed on a show, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know my friend Michelle Lewis, and they're like, oh, yeah, the girl in the blue dress. So you want to be able to start having a public image that people recognize. And so that is uh, definitely a step when you're first starting out. If you're more in 
a couple years down the road, you're list building, you're bringing in recurring revenue, then you're really going to want to focus on stuff like podcast guesting and summit guesting. And there are lots of strategies you can implement in that to be sure that your pitch doesn't go in the trash can. I'm sure that you deal with this as well. I get an email to be on my podcast every single day, 9.9.999% of the time it goes in the trash can. Um, so it's really mastering that process. And then when you're more established and you've built up that notoriety through these different steps, then you're ready to actually start pitching for features in publications like Huffington Post and Thrive Global and Pop Sugar and Medium and BuzzFeed and all that stuff. So, uh, you can do it at whatever stage you're in. The tactic is just going to be a little bit different. I love that. I, I love that, Michelle. I love how you brought up that you don't always align and resonate with the messages that you receive in your inbox. And I wanted to dive into that a little bit more. What I'm yeah. hearing, what I'm hearing from you is, or what I'm imagining what happens with a lot of those messages or a lot of the messages that we get is, how can I be on your podcast so I can up-level myself? And oh, yeah, that's fun, said, isn't it? Right, like, yeah. I mean, what is, what is a message that you would resonate with? Yeah. So I think that it's very easy, especially when you're first getting started, you don't know the etiquette yet. So if you've made some mistakes, that's okay. I can't tell you how many mistakes I made getting into the industry, right? So uh, it's all about learning the respectful process of coming to a podcast host or their assistant. Um, in the book, I outline a bad pitch and then I show you a great pitch that I received so you can see how it's broken down. Ideally, it should only be you know, five to 10 sentences, it should be broken down. So it's visually appealing because, you know, we're checking our phone. Yeah, while we're doing our business, but also when we're out at the coffee shop or on vacation or whatever. So you want to do something that's visually appealing and be very clear with who you are and what you can offer. I got a pitch today and it was, I'm actually going to pull it up while we're chatting. I won't go over it yeah, in depth to embarrass the person. I, I but love that. I love that idea. Uh, it was formatted perfectly, right? Everything was spot on. But the problem was the four examples of what this guest could provide on a topic. So thrilled that she put in those examples. A lot of people don't, but they are all ob really obnoxiously vague. And what I mean by that is like, Constant comparison with other entrepreneurs is one of the topics. Uh, how to stand up for yourself. How fear relates to putting your work into the world. So these aren't bad topics, but they're not specific enough. So I couldn't use this on my show, for example, because it's not saying something like how to uh, turn comparison from other with other entrepreneurs into more of an empowering position. So it's so general that I know if I were to bring her on, like how many specific questions can I ask? So another great example is uh, Emily Hirsch came on my show and she's a Facebook ad marketing expert and she, it's coming out on Monday actually, and we chatted about it and I said, okay, I want my listeners to actually take away strategy so that A, they want to invest with you in the future, but B, they actually have something to take away instead of just hearing about what you can do. So she brought in her five-step signature process uh, to make your ad stand out and actually you know, be able to implement it strategically into your team strategy. So I think being as specific as you can is really yeah. where what the goal is when you're pitching yourself for a I podcast. Completely, I completely agree. And, and I also really like hearing how can we collaborate so with your example I'm sure you would have loved to see 
turning comparison into collaboration and teamwork and everybody winning and us all being number one. Like mm-hmm. there's space for us all at the top. There's space for us all to be number one. And the way to get there is to collaborate together, to have these kind of conversations like we're having, to learn about each other, to really come from the energy of how can I learn more about you? How can I listen to what you, uh, your strategies and understand what you're doing? And for our audience to understand that they need to go out and get this book, they will get more strategies in it, like the exact script like you were talking about. And they can be in the Visibility Vixen Lounge and understand how to up-level their business in that way and get specific strategies from you there. And I wanted to hop on or into another really huge, huge topic that's so juicy with what you're doing, that as we are becoming more visible, all these blocks start showing up. Or I was having this conversation the other day with another female entrepreneur, and we were talking about how if you have any triggers, like anything at all, anything that you need to look at that you've been avoiding, it will be brought up in entrepreneurship. Become an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like your clients will bring it up for you. And I, I will say definitely being a parent, I, I think that your kids reflect back. This, it's, it's similar. Your kids will bring up any triggers. But it, it's, it's similar to that, too. Like, this is your baby. This is your kid, your clients. You say, I don't want to take things personally, but it's, it, you're definitely going to take it personally. It's just unavoidable. There's some things that are unavoidable in entrepreneurship. You have to learn mm-hmm. how to acknowledge that, oh, my gosh, this really hurts. I'm in this moment right now. I am taking it. For me, one of them is that I do take it personally because it's my life. I'm breathing and eating. It's my sustainability. You're a human. Yeah, it's everything. So I acknowledge the pain and then I see, okay, how can I handle it from there? Mm-hmm. But within the visibility vixen and the publicity jumpstart, what have you been seeing like the, like the top three or three to five main blocks? And then how can people kind of go through some of those? Yeah, I so relate to what you're saying. This happened to me yesterday. I had uh, someone that was exiting my team and I got a sudden unexpected invoice and no communication from it. It was very uh, blindsiding to me. And my reaction is always to take things personally. I'm the queen. I'm on the throne. Um, So what I had to do when I was drafting my response, and this is the hardest thing, y'all, but if you can get this, let me tell you, it's going to change everything. This is the hardest part. You, whenever you're reacting, you can't react in emotion because remember that all your students, your teammates, your friends, your family, whatever, they're reacting to you emotionally because of their wounds. But as a business owner, that doesn't excuse you doing the same thing in return. So I had to draft out my response and I had to go through and go, where have I put emotion into this and cut it all out? Uh, It can be really hard, but it's really important if you want to build a business that has your recommendations be glowing and has people think about you and smile, then this is the standard that you have to hold yourself to. So just a side note, three biggest things for visibility that I tend to find is number one would be, um, why are you doing this? And I find that a lot of people do it to say that I told you so, 
to their past wounds and their past tormentors. Um, and you'll see this on Facebook a lot where people are like, I finally did this and I was finally able to, you know, blah, 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 this level of success. And so up yours to all the people that didn't believe me, in me and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's not a good motivation. It's like when actors get Oscars and they take their speech time talking like that. Uh, it's not appealing. And so I would absolutely say, if you're on this visibility journey, dig into why you're doing this and make it a very powerful why that has nothing to do with you. So what's your big why going to be in terms of how are you specifically going to impact the planet with the revenue that you make from your business? That takes so much of the negative emotion out of our past wounds, gets you focusing on the future, and makes you incredibly attractive to your clients because they're going like, oh my gosh, her energy is amazing. Like I want more of this in my life. And it's because you're making those choices with your big why. So that's the number one thing. I don't know if you want to jump in with any feedback between my points. Uh, if so, just yeah, kind of yeah. throw in. I would love to comment on that um, about your, your big why and that a lot of times it comes up. It actually came up for me the other day on a call that the lady, we had a mutual friend and this lady had sent our mutual, our mutual friend had sent me some very negative messages um, a few months before that, that I didn't in, engage in. Good and <clears throat> the lady on the call mentioned our mutual friend. And that was a point when I could have gone into that. And I was like, you know, I really don't have anything negative to say about it. Because honestly, I didn't have anything positive to say. <laughs> I didn't True, want to huh? Like there, it was a very negative experience, and I didn't engage, and I had already let it go and forgiven mm -hmm. and moved on and everything. And actually, I hadn't even thought about it until that point, until she brought it up again. And I was like, I really have ne nothing negative to say about that. And she, it, that it, that was the end of the conversation. We went on, and it was a huge learning experience for me that. Mm. I actually have control over what I want to engage in or not. And I kept the frame of the call because I, w I was leading it. So it kept it in an authentic way. And then mm -hmm. we transgressed and transformed. And I like how you said also be really clear on what your transformation that you're offering to people is like, how are you taking your skills? and then utilizing that and helping others to transform. What's your transformation? Absolutely. I think that it's key. And I think that there's something very attractive. If someone was going to come through my door and go, what's your biggest passion in terms of wanting to invest with me? And if I were to say, oh, it's helping entrepreneurs like you get so much more visible, like that's nice. It's like a little bit of ego striking. But if I say, well, actually I love doing this because it facilitates me building a healing clinic in Idaho. That's my goal in five years, because I want to help people who are in chronic pain that can't get healed conventionally. Then that's going to be like, Oh wow. Like that's, that's a mission, right? That's what's really attractive. And I find that it also keeps me out of that low frequency mess that you're talking about. Cause those things do come up. People can be nasty. People can be immature, but that doesn't mean that we have to be. And it's a painful choice because oh, do you want to roll around in the mud? Yes. How glorious would it be? <laughs> but in the long run, it's so much healthier for us to step above and be forward focused instead of staying down where other people can try to drag us. Yes, I completely agree. Like, 
I was explaining that to my daughter recently in a situation she had at school where she didn't agree with the other person and trying to, I even got a piece of paper and drew it out and was like, this is the, the high road, you know, the high roller coaster. This is the lower roller coaster. When you're on the high road, you let things go. You, you're able to be more in flow. You're capable then to say, you know what, I'm going to choose to engage in this or I'm going to choose not to. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. Yeah. And, and it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And to think like, oh, maybe that person was having a bad day. Maybe that person has a lot of stress. That's unlike them. Okay, I'll let it go. Like, everybody well, a, has those days. Yeah, and there's a lot of freedom in knowing. And if you, um, if anyone in the audience wants to read more on this, you can read Broken Children, Grown Up Pain. And you can also read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Because what it really clarifies is that most people, unless they've done a lot of work on themselves, whenever they are reacting with another person, like say both of us hadn't done a lot of self-work and we were getting into an argument, then the truth is Allison isn't arguing with me. She's arguing with a past pain, a past injury. And the same would go for me reacting to her. So there's something that takes that personal element out of it when you do have a conflict because you go, wow, that person's not even reacting to me. They're reacting to whatever I did that triggered a past memory. They're yelling at that memory. It's not even me. So that really helps you not take it as personally and move forward. And that's been really instrumental for me, not in just relationships, but also with, um, I don't really have it with my clients, fortunately, but different trolls online if they're popping on a live stream or something. So that's been a, totally. that's been a really cool tool to learn, but no, it is not easy. <laughs> but I'm so glad to have learned it now, it right? Is not, it is not easy. <laughs> I, I feel an, an, another thing for me to like redirect that is if I hear somebody is saying something negative about me, for example, I was talking about this on a live the other day and I tell clients, it's like if somebody took the time to talk about you, whether it's negative or positive, time is so valuable and precious. That's how important you are. Mm. Let that be a reminder to you that you are important, you are seen, you are being more visible, and that's part of being more visible. So it's all good. Absolutely. (laughs) I had a friend that had a troll last week. (laughs) She was really upset about it. And I said, Oh my gosh, what an amazing opportunity for everyone that does support you to rally behind you. Cause it got, you know, like 20 or 30 comments of retribution wow. from the people that loved her. <laughs> and I said, that is an amazing validation. Like, why aren't you looking at that part? And she's like, Oh my gosh, like it didn't even occur to me because you're in the wound, right? Oh. Instead of seeing it as, well, maybe that was a tool today that was used to show you how many people are on your side and love you and appreciate you. Not that we need the validation, but it's always That's nice so true. That's such a good point. I tell myself that as well, like if I ever did have a troll or when I have, like I have enough people there rallying around me and supporting me, I most likely probably wouldn't even need to say anything. I know. Like, that's exactly, exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> so her shifting, like you said, I hear you saying that you were helping her to shift that mindset of you maybe didn't even need to come on there and even read his comment. Like you get it later and you're so supported that you can lean in and you can trust, you can trust your tribe and trust the universe and God, however you believe in higher power, like that you are taken care of. And let this yes. be a sign that you are taken care of. And no matter what anybody says, you are taken care of. And you need yeah. to keep, and your only responsibility is to keep showing up in your authentic self. 
Yeah, it is. And to be accountable to whatever you've decided to spread out into the world. And yes, it it's reflected in your business, but it, it's in every aspect of your life. And this is where the accountability comes in. And this is what separates a lot of entrepreneurs is they want to roll around in it like we talked about. And it's like, well, what do you want to project? What do you want? How do you want this world to change? How do you want people to change? And if so, that's the standard that you have to hold yourself to. And um, that's something that's not easy. And I don't think it's addressed a lot in our uh, community yet, but it's definitely a big mission of mine because it is such a responsibility to have students, to have a group, to have a podcast. And like people are looking to us for that leadership. And if you're listening to this and you want publicity, yes, maybe notoriety. Yes, maybe more money. But this is about building you as a thought leader and an influencer. And that is nothing to joke around about. That's a heavy weight that you're going to have to carry in a wonderful way because thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are going to start following you and they're going to hold themselves accountable to the standard you hold yourself accountable to. And it's not an easy pill to swallow, but boy, if you get that on track than when you are submitting those thought pieces and opinion pieces, they get picked up like that. That is so true. Can you give me an example or a few examples of that that you've seen that you really feel like it hits the nail on the head? I have a, I have a personal example that came up as you were talking. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. There's a bunch of different examples. I mean, uh, I wish that I could say, oh, I've seen so much of this in articles in our field. Um, I don't find that to be a ton of the case, which is why I'm really excited to be releasing this book and to encourage people because most of what we see is how so-and-so went from rags to riches for this or, you know, how I built an empire and lived the life I love and that kind of stuff. Um, So I'm excited to see that change. And something that I uh, just finished is an article called How Entrepreneurship is the New Hollywood. And it talks a little bit about this issue and what we should all be aspiring to do as entrepreneurs. So you can absolutely start this and just start getting started writing, right? And put these thoughts down on paper because you never know when um, someone's going to pick it up and when it's going to get published and in front of thousands of eyeballs. But give your story, my dear. That is so true. That is so true. Um, It feels really vulnerable to share this out. It's actually the first time I'm talking about this story. Uh, one of our clients, we were launching a new product for them and there's quite a few, they, there's more than one co-founder on their team and the product launch was like incredible. They sold out within the few, first few hours. They actually wow. raised their ticket prices. So they were really worried and apprehensive to raise their ticket prices and sure. and we were encouraging them to do that <laughs> and they probably could do it even more. It sold out within the first few hours, but one of the co-founders called me and was really upset that it hadn't gone through. It was five minutes later than the time that he really wanted it to go through. But I had not, we had not had the exact communication that there was a, a specific time, like we had mm-hmm. a time frame. So one of the founders, because there's more than one, they mm-hmm. wanted a certain time and we were five minutes behind on what he wanted um, but the other one didn't communicate. So there was some miscommunication and he called me and he sounded very stressed out. And mm-hmm. I said, we're about to launch it. Everything's ready. We're, we're launching the two products. And he hung up on me <laughs> because it was five minutes late. And, and instead of taking it personally, I was like, damn, I was looking at the phone like, wow, that just happened. Okay. 
And I immediately, because I know these guys really well, I've been, a, we've been, a, we've been working together almost half a year now and we're continuing on with our contract. They have a very long contract with us. Mm -hmm. I immediately internalized, wow, I have so much compassion for him right now. He must mm -hmm. be going through a lot for him mm -hmm. to behave. This is not like him. He, he must be like totally overwhelmed, totally stressed. I wonder what is going on for him to allow him to react in this way to me. Uh, and I, and I released it. I let it go. It, it didn't even affect me. It wasn't internalized. And right yeah. after that, he sent me a message um, saying something and I said, no worries. It's no problem. Like totally, I totally understand. And then we had a, a heart to heart uh, actually yesterday. So like a week later, I didn't bring it up and we're continuing we we're making some updates for them and we were celebrating like how they sold out in the first few hours and he's like hey i know you haven't said anything about this but i want to bring it up to you that i'm so sorry that i behaved in that way it was so unprofessional even if i'm stressed out i don't have a right to hang up on you i don't have a right to behave in that way and i reflected on that and i really want you to know that i'm so sorry and I, oh, and I hope nice. that you don't see me in a different way. And I was like, dude, I, I know you really well. I figure that you were really stressed out. Though, thank you for reflecting on that and sharing that with me. I totally received your apology. And we moved on. That, that, that was a, I had an opportunity in that moment to meet him where he was. And I chose to, as you said, not roll around in the dirt. Because that's not me. I mean, I, I am. Plus, you'll get your outfit dirty. It's not worth exactly. it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I am priding myself. I am responsible and accountable to maintaining my own energy, and nothing is going to take me out of that. No matter yeah. what, how anybody reacts to me when I'm in my zone and my flow, I'm there. I'm relaxed. I'm like you can. Behave in whatever way you want to behave, but we get the choice to be conscious and stay within our peace and our zen and share that and then share that with the world. And just that experience, it showed me again how transformational my reaction to him was. That he mm -hmm. was been like, oh, she didn't react. Hmm. Oh, well, I think I was really out of line. I think he, he gave him the space to reflect on she was not unprofessional so i'm not going to continue to attack her or blame her for anything there's nothing she handled it really well okay now i need to reflect on how i handled the situation well and his actions were because of how i'm sure what he observed when he was growing up <clears throat> that's, that's probably yeah. how a friend or a family member reacted to things and so uh, you know, then you get into a lot of like psychoanalysis of, okay, if he reacted that way to you, then most likely he's female dominant, which means he was injured by his mother, which, you know, it takes a lot of like personal feelings so out of it because you're going, oh, okay, you know, checking the boxes of probably what their past was and going, <laughs> okay, you know, hey, I think we got disconnected. Let's make this work, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what happened over here, but uh, we're, we're like, we're launching this. We're doing this. Like, yeah. Everything is good on our end. We're cool. Uh, what are, what's another block that you see come up? So we, we've talked about the recap. We've talked about you know, trying your best to how to, like you might take it personally, but then how do you talk yourself through that to not, 
to not then take it personally and be able to mm -hmm. let it roll off and let it go. And the fear and insecurity around what was, can you recap the two that we went over so far? Yeah, the first one that we went over was uh, making sure that you have a bigger mission than just yourself and your wants and yeah. needs. Uh, another one that I see a lot of is uh, just the fear of being seen. And that's what happened to me all throughout my life, which led me to founding Visibility Vixen. Mm -hmm. So I understand this. I understand what it's like to be, you know, physically unappealing in terms of carrying some extra weight and having chronic acne and all that stuff. But I also know what it's like to be heavily... Um, traumatized and bullied and threatened growing up um, so that you are much more likely to wear black and gray and the colors that aren't really seen and you're shrinking into the shadows and all of that. And so I think that a lot of people who are business owners, they have this incredible mission, but then when they think about video, live streaming, podcasting, whatever, it just causes terror. And so I think that that's a really important thing to look at and go, there's a lot of fear in being seen where does that stem from and how can I resolve that knowing that this is really about who I'm serving and who needs my specific message. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that, figuring out, you know, what kind of, for lack of a better word, dirt has been shoveled over the diamond of you and who you really are. But that's a big one that I see that needs to be addressed very from the very get-go in stage yeah. one because there's no way that you can grow and get to the point of being in you know the fourth stage of visibility if you're wrestling with those fears so it's a really important one to accomplish can you I, I completely agree I completely agree and I've seen this so many times within with our clients and with prospective clients can you give a personal example of that of how you transform like a, a personal story from your childhood or how you Took, I like your example of how you were able to clean some of that dirt off, which you're vibing and shining as your true self and your true diamond, diamondist now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many examples. Where do I start? Um, probably the most personal example I would say is um, the it was very painful when I was 12, my best friend, uh, kind of turned against me. We were both very popular at the time. Not going to lie. Um, she kind of brought the whole school against me. So every day I went in, I'd have to brace for the gaggle of girls that would tear down what I chose to wear that day, what makeup, my hair, you know, and just called me really terrible things. So I remember having to like hide under staircases and run to my class and just, you know, be crouched there, just kind of bracing for the attack. It got really bad. It got to the point where one of the girls threatened to bring a knife to school and stab me to death. It was really uh, traumatizing, very scary. I had very supportive parents. They offered to take me out of school, but that, you know, programming of no, I have to, you know, take this head on that I got from my dad kept me in school, uh, which I'm glad in the long run he did. But when you have that kind of opposition, then you feel that way about yourself no matter what. And um, it took a long time for me to break down and recognize, because especially when you're traumatized before 12 years old, before 14 even, you don't have the hormones in your brain that have reason. Um, so you tend to take those things on as truths. 
Uh, so that's another thing that I like to help people grasp is that just because that that was said now that you have these hormones and you can have that kind of rational thinking, go back and correct what happened and bring truth to what happened and replace every single lie that you can remember like that because it's been programmed into your, into your subconscious, replace it replace that memory. Um, and those are, I think, such strategic steps, not only for your personal life, but for your business. I completely agree. And Michelle, I, I resonate so much with your story is I had something similar happen mm. with me when I was, around, I think it was sixth or seventh grade. I can't even remember now the exact grade around, around the same age. And it, 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 there was, I feel like also within that, I was being completely transparent in showing up up until that point. And, and it, it did take a lot of time to unprogram or reprogram. It's okay to show up as my authentic self. It's okay to be myself. I don't need to filter. So I, I feel I'm, I'm curious to hear your experience, but I, I often felt after that experience, I need to filter what I say around certain people. I need to first mm -hmm. read them. And then I'll see how to react instead of them reacting to me or them trusting oh, yeah. or understanding me, them, them like coming into my energy and my space. I was taken, I took a few steps back and like, oh, let me analyze them first and then I'll know how to behave around them. So then that leads into if you're doing that, every person you're around it's seeing a different side of you. They're not seeing all the multifaceted sides that make you the ultimate diamond that you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely not in that anymore. But that was, mm -hmm. that was part of my transformation. Then in high school is who am I really? Why am I taking on all these different aspects of myself when I, depending on which groups I'm around? And I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, it, it changed a lot. And that, this is another part of where you can change your perspective and go, okay, those horrible things happen. It's very damaging to go and relive those memories. Instead, look at from that time on, from the injury on, how did my behavior change and who did I then start to protect? And so for me, I went, oh, well, I remember so-and-so got bullied in the hall and I took that person straight to the principal's office. I remember, you know, uh, when I was older and in a horseback riding drill team, nerd alert, uh, how I was very protective of the kids that were under me and I didn't scream. I didn't, you know, do everything that everyone else did, barking orders. Okay, well, now that I run my online business... How do I treat people? And if something upsetting happens, how do I act? Is my Facebook group, The Visible Entrepreneur, is it a place for people to come and spam and be mean to each other like you see in other groups? No, it's not. So that was very strategic in my childhood to make me the business owner I am today and to give me the quality of character that I have today. And I wouldn't change that for anything in the world. And I'm sure you wouldn't either. So that's a yeah, beautiful, sure. beautiful piece of what makes you different if you're listening and what makes you a potentially incredible thought leader. I completely agree. I completely agree that it, it's like you need to be able to show up and shine in your full capacity. And, and yeah, you may be more eccentric than someone else. Like, so what? You, you might have pink hair. So what? Like, show up <laughs> as, as you. Like, if you like tattoos, so what? If you're in a, like, uh, so many things that are, there's no normal. 
I mean, that that's what I'm trying to say too. Like, there's no normal. Every, everybody's normal is different and unique. And really, I have been in groups too, which I got out of uh, some of the groups, and I wasn't allowed to show up as my full self. And I'm like, okay, this is not my space because probably coming from the, a lot of that experience when I was 11 or 12 and I am now transformed into I will only show up in places that I can fully be myself and I'm received for all the amazingness that I am. I'm not taken the wrong way or said a bunch of negative things said about me or they're mm -hmm. intimidated or whatever they're responding to. That's not really a place, a healthy place for me to be. And it's okay for me to say, yeah, not quite my space. I need to take my energy, my time. Our time is so valuable. We need to be capable to then remove ourselves and take that energy and that time to a place where we're really appreciated, where we have the ability to shine and grow. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not challenged, right, in those places, though we're challenged in a positive way to up-level and grow and go through, look at ourselves through a different lens even. Absolutely. I I think it's a beautiful thing to realize that you can create your own world and that's your personal world. That's your business world. You know, if you would have asked me a year ago, what's your biggest challenge with your membership? And it would have absolutely hands down been, well, there's so many out there and how do I make mine different and how do I make it sell? And you know, all these different things. And when I looked at, well, what's the world I want to create? And I thought, I want to create a world where I can bring in all these different guest experts, where I can define these four stages of visibility and where I can feel that trust with everyone involved, both students and experts, that we can all get together at the lake house in Idaho and have a great time, you know, being able to have these beautiful visions of the future. And that can only happen if you've been through what you do not want to experience again and our biggest problem is continuing to roll around in it. You see this a lot in entrepreneurship. People take a lot of stuff personally and people that are my friends, my business friends, they know that I won't do any of that. I'm not going to be in drama or conflict or anything like that. And if you want to be on my wonderful train, then it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be filled with love and compassion and kindness while still getting a lot of great stuff done. And I find that that has been a much more attractive energy uh, than what I had even a year go. So it's all about being that work in progress. Amen. Yes, Michelle, totally. And before we hop off, Michelle, like if you were starting a company tomorrow or today, a new company, what will you tell new entrepreneurs or yourself when you're starting this company? Okay, these are the top three things that I need to focus on. If I focus on these things, then I'm good. Like, uh, because we tend to get pulled in so many different directions. Oh, yeah. New entrepreneurs. What would you yeah. say that those are? Well, I think, first of all, if you're starting a brand new business, know that it's going to take you some time to figure out your unique place in the online space. It took me a year to found Visibility VIX, and after I've been online, it took me another six months to really know where I was going. So don't beat yourself up for not having clarity yet. So take the time, go to the coffee shop. If you're working, you know, your full-time job, take some time at night or on the weekends. Really figure out how your message is going to be different, figure out your branding colors and use 
using them strategically, figure out really specifically who your target audience is. Um, that is such an attractive thing to do for your business. It's made so much difference for me. Uh, number two would be keep your business expenses low. You're gonna be tempted to invest in every software, every course, everything known to man. And when you buy it, you're gonna have this rush of this is going to fix everything. And it will fix nothing. It might give you a little bit of clarity, but for the most part, um, keep your expenses low, keep everything as low cost as you can so you're not adding financial fear to your plate. And number three would be keep your blinders on. When you're starting your business, when you're launching it from scratch, you're on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and you're looking at what everyone else is doing and reaffirming to yourself that you're getting nowhere, you're unqualified, who are you to do this? And all those horrible, pesky, stupid fears. So put your blinders on, interact on social media if it's going to benefit your brand. Otherwise, steer clear and focus on creating your primary offering so it will be creative, unique, and yours. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle. And, and again, people can find you on Visibility Vixen. Is it is it Visibility Vixen, Vixen Lounge on Facebook? What is it exactly? Um, on Facebook, it is a private group, so it's oh. only if you invest in the membership. You can find me on visibilityvixen.com, and that's all the social media handles and stuff. If you've watched this show, I'd love to know. Come say hi, and be sure, if you loved this episode, to make sure that Allison knows. Go and leave her a five-star review and let her know that you really oh, love this you. episode. Yes. Of course. Woo! Yes. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Absolutely.